Host Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. So, Stephanie, now that you're done with Con Crud, we can do Here our, we are. We can do our post Dragon Con update. Oh yeah. Do you like my deep It's been so long. Sexy voice. I'm gonna talk like this the whole time. Okay, you do that. Thank you. I will. So, in conclusion, you did make a bear suit. <laughs> I did make a bear suit. <laughs> It was a big hot bear suit. Yeah, and I'm not saying hot as in it looked sexy. It was not a sexy bear costume. <laughs> it was quite warm inside of it. <laughs> like you were maybe on fire a little bit. I might have been. It's true. Somebody asked me as I was leaving to exit said suit, on a scale from 1 to 10, how hot are you? And I was like, 12. <laughs> and they laughed. And then I mm-hmm. boarded the bus and went home. Well, back to the apartment. <laughs> You're like, I'm I mean, over ba- this. Back to the hotel, <laughs> where I then got out of the bear costume, uh-huh. marveled at the moistness of the clothing <laughs> I was wearing underneath said bear costume, <laughs> took a shower, uh-huh. <laughs> and then changed and headed back. Yep, you sure did. Yep. That was, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh-huh. Everybody was coming up to you like I. It, my favorite part uh-huh. of us doing this was everybody coming up to you, being like, "Oh, either they didn't know what it was yeah. and asking, or the people that knew, like, oh my god, I love that movie,' and then being like, "Oh, you guys look good. <gasps> the bear." Yeah, <laughs> it was like, "Wow, that's amazing." Oh no, the bear, <laughs> and then getting like upset Super, about it, <laughs> like, upset and excited all at the same uh-huh. time. Like, oh, that's dark. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I had half of people know exactly what I was and being very excited, and the other half were like, I don't know what you are, but you look cool, and I'd be like, thanks. Yeah, it was impressive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was nice that all my hard work was not, was not for not. not. For not. It was, f- that it wasn't for not. Yes. Yeah. And it was actually, like, pretty comfortable to wear that. Like, after a while, my shoulder started hurting a little bit, but like. How much would you say that thing weighed altogether? I don't know. Okay. No guess. I don't know how to judge. (laughs) I literally don't know. Was it heavier than a phone? Well, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I literally don't know how to judge it because it's so bouncy and it's like doesn't really. Was it lighter than kitty litter? Yes. So it's somewhere between (laughs) eight ounces and 25 pounds. But it's all the weight is all (laughs) spread out across this giant surface. So it's really hard to. Yeah, it's true. Measure. But gravity Um, doesn't doesn't. care true it's pulling it all down all the time mm-hmm. but i found a chair at one point and i sat on it and covered the fact that i was sitting in a chair and people did not understand they're like you're sitting in a chair and i was like yep yep it's under here <laughs> so i just like sat there and people watched for a while and random people would come by and take my photo or <laughs> take a photo with me and it was funny oh. and i was like i can't if get only up. i could have sat on a hay throne <laughs> Yeah, that's what you need. You need a bale of hay to, to sit mm-hmm, on next mm-hmm. time. Yep. <coughs> lots and lots of hay. Uh-huh. Just sit there. But yeah, and then yeah, the rest of the weekend was really fun. I got to meet two of my widow sisters, my black widow sisters who I had not <coughs> met 
Thank you for clarifying. I mean, it sounds weird. It sounds weird either way. No, the Black Widow, at least you know what you're talking about. You say widow sisters. Uh One would think that you were once married and your husband died. (laughs) I know, that's why. And that they were also once married and their husbands died. (laughs) Yep. So. And you have a club now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do out there. But yeah, so we had met online or whatever. You can read about it in our article in The Atlantic called The Friendship Files. Just saying. Documented our friendship before we actually met in real life and then. Really? Yeah. Cool. Did you not see the article? No. Oh, yeah. The Atlantic interviewed our, us about our Black Widow friendship. Interesting. And how we cosplay together and. Had never met though. Yeah. And then we finally met at Dragon Con. And wow. it was great. That's pretty cool. It was good times. So you're, you're in print. Yep. You're, you're I mean, like, I'm in print every day because I'm a writer. But, but you, you, Stephanie Kretz, are... Yes. Well, in, I'm always in print because I am a in writer. A, in a story. Yes. One might say that you have reached a level of fame that others have not. I don't think so. You're in an article in a newspaper. That's reserved for dogs that lift cars off of parents <laughs> and babies that save people from <clears throat> buildings. Yeah. It was cool. And then we like did a photo shoot with this guy, Jason Laboya, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, since we all like scheduled our photo shoots at the same, like within the same 30 minute window or whatever, or one right after the other. We he took some photos of the three of us together too, and we also like recreated the art at the top of our article, and it was cute. So nice, yeah. And then what else? True Blood was really fun. You <laughs> slept through that, <laughs> but me and Grace, who is Zombies Workshop, and in my defense, I had walked to and from the con twice already that day. <laughs> and uh, we did Jessica and Sookie from True Blood, and it was so funny because. We got so much attention in that costume, which I was like, I'm just wearing like a t-shirt and, you know, Merlot's apron and stuff. And so is she. But I guess it's just, I was trying to think, like, I guess it's been long enough that it's been off the air, that it's now reached like a weird nostalgia factor. And now people are like, oh my God, True Blood, I I used to love that show. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it, that's what it was. Probably was that. Yeah. And I got a couple, Suki is mine, shouted at me. So like, (laughs) that was all I needed. (laughs) That was it. And I was done. (laughs) Being Zoya was also really fun. Zoya the Destroyer. Yeah, I really enjoy that picture where two guys are knocked out and you have a third in a headlock. The Cobra Kai, yes. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, they came up to me and they started saying wrestling terms and I'm like, sorry, dudes. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. How about we just look like you beat us up? Yeah, and okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And he was like, okay. Yeah. That was a very funny picture. Yes. Being Zoya was really, really fun. You have that, that, uh, yeah. My that, snarl. Your snarl down. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yes, that was really fun. And then I just got increasingly more fake Russian as the night went on and as the drinks went on. Seems about right. Mm-hmm. One time, um, me, me and Katrina and Michelle <laughs> almost died in the elevator because we accidentally went into the Polaris elevator at the Hyatt. Uh-huh. That's like reserved for like the fancy place. Uh-huh. But we didn't know that. We just we like walked into it. We like didn't even think about it. And then it it went past, it just like shot up so fast and went past like the normal top. Uh-huh. Like it looked like it was just going into the sky, like Willy Wonka. Yeah. And we were like, oh my God, we're going to die. <laughs> and we were like screaming and, and then it finally like stopped. I guess it reached like the very, very, very top penthouse or something of the Hyatt. Right. And then this like 
exasperated like guy got on and we're like we didn't know we got on the wrong one he was like yeah i figured and then he like pressed the button and got us to our destination wow. <laughs> it was really funny and that was after he figured out you weren't there to assassinate whoever was up there right when the doors opened and guns were drawn upon you right right exactly okay. just want to make sure because <laughs> uh... a couple of you were that evening, you were Zoya, so you I were obviously Zoya. a danger. And they, the other two, Michelle and Katrina at that point had changed into their Stranger Things costumes. So they were Dustin and his never-ending story girlfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they looked like precious little band children, like band camp children. Right. As you said before. And right. they're yeah. summer camp children. I said band camp. Yeah. Because I was referencing. And then I was still Zoya. You know, American Pie. Uh-huh. Not, I got it. I understood. Not hot, wet American summer. Which is better, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then, what else? Then I walk of shamed, this Monday morning, <laughs> from a girl sleepover. Uh, <laughs> the infamous girl walk of shame. Walk <laughs> I know, over. right? It was like, we went back to Michelle and Katrina's room, and then I changed out of my Zoya costume, because it was like three or four in the morning, and I was tired of being in it. Mm-hmm. So they gave me a Captain America shirt to to sit in mm-hmm. and then I ended up just getting in bed and then we ordered McDonald's at 5am which they wouldn't let us order burgers and fries they made us order breakfast food which was really weird yep which is fine I mean it was still delicious but Your I was breakfast like, is the best I know but I really wanted a burger and fries at that moment get a uh, a, a bagel sandwich probably too I had a bacon egg and cheese biscuit but I wanted a burger and fry the hash brown is like no it's not the same it's not the same deconstituted not into the same. a patty not the same. <laughs> it was not what the flavor I was going for, but I still ate everything. Um, and then I like, went to sleep, and like our floors were like three. There were like three floors between us and the Hyatt, and I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm not gonna go back. I was too tired. Okay. And comfy. But then like the next morning, like I had to take my contacts out. I didn't have my glasses. All I had was this like Captain America shirt on mm-hmm. and my glow costume like balled mm-hmm. up in my arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to go back to the hotel room at ten ten thirty in the morning. Now that I know it was when, just an elevator trip down a couple of floors, uh-huh. <clears throat> it's less spectacular. But there were several thought, people in the elevator. I just thought you had to like exit a hotel. No. Walk down the street. No. I would have made someone. I would have woken them up and made me, given me pants or something if that was the case. <laughs> I'm assuming it was an oversized t-shirt. Yes. That could be worn as a dress. <laughs> yeah, but it was still like, this girl does not have pants on. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's okay. <laughs> and I was just like, everyone's thinking here, like she had a wild night. I was like, I was just at a girl sleepover. <laughs> I wish she had a sleepover and we had fun and girly talk and we <laughs> cried. No, we did not cry. We didn't cry. Well, we might have cried over our love for each other. Then you cried. It's possible. It's true. It's a fact. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Did you go to the Marvel shoot this year? I did not. Okay. I wasn't invited. <laughs> you could have gone. <laughs> this year they had the Infinity Stones and um, the Loki Scepter, or not the Loki Scepter, just the Scepter. Like the legit prop? Yeah. The, that oh. guy was back again and he brought the stuff. Wish I was there. I know. I had, I had the I'm Unstoppable Dinosaur shirt I could have posed with other props. Uh-huh. I didn't pose with And when Wait, when you it. say they had the Infinity Stones, did he have the gauntlet? No, he just had like a case that had the infinity stones the stones that they made yeah okay um it's pretty cool my butt of my suit ripped so i had to leave before i could continue to take photos 
Why? Because the butt of my suit ripped in two places. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer to your question. I mean, I'm sure nobody minded. I minded. <laughs> yeah, so that was Were you wearing of... laundry day underwear that time? I don't remember what I was wearing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It could. You never I know. I mean, you can't see it. It was just that I was also sick of being in that costume and I wanted to not be in it anymore. Did you change into another on, widow? I put on True Blood after that. Okay. Which is shorts and a t-shirt compared to the body suit and armor that I had been wearing yes. all day. I agree. And I was... <laughs> I was in the hotel room watching Mortal Engines for like the second time at Con. Because for whatever reason, it was on HBO all weekend. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I thought that movie was stupid. And now for some reason, I just can't stop watching the dumb thing. I've never heard of it. Mortal Engines. Mm-mm. It's a dumb movie. Okay. I've watched it five times. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's one of those dumb movies that grows on you. Yeah. So did you have a good con? I did. I had a lot of fun. Me too. I did something uncharacteristic at con. What? I went to bed at a decent time so I could be up to experience con. <laughs> then the first night we were home, I was up till like 5 a.m. <laughs> Came home Monday exhausted. Mm-hmm. Up till 5 in the morning. Went to bed. And I'm like, why didn't I just do this at con? Right. I could have been up till 5 a.m. every day. That's what I did. And then <laughs> slept till 2 and then gone back to bed. I was up till 3 or 4 or 5 every day and then slept until 10 a.m. basically. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I got con crud because I ate maybe one meal a day and um, That'll do was it. surrounded by 80,000 people. So I think I did good this time. I tried to keep it to two meals a day. I tried. I would make a valiant effort and then I just, I think the first day I was good. Yeah. Thursday was good. I had a couple different meals that day. Friday, I don't. I mean, I don't remember now, but I know how it gets that. And last year, I had legit one meal a day. Yeah. And then there was that one night after the Marvel shoot that I had. Yeah, we went to the smoothies. We had ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one meal every day, and then ice cream one day. <coughs> uh huh. And a meal. Woohoo! You could call that two meals or a meal and a snack. I don't know. Yeah. But then because of that, I got pretty bad con cred for like a week. Yep. You were out. This is why we're, we took two weeks off instead of one week Because I had a really bad cough and I was dying. So what are we covering this week? Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> However it goes. Yeah. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> Minus the drum solos now. Threw me off at first. Yeah, one, they don't do it anymore. this time, I know what's going on. I know I was expecting it also, and then I was like, oh, yeah, they don't do it anymore. Because it's been like a month since we watched it. Should we jump in? Let's do it. Let's jump in just like Billy jumped into running into D in the hallway. It didn't work. I tried to segue. It did not work. Because <laughs> yeah, he didn't jump. No, he didn't. <laughs> he sort of. He might have jumped if he'd swaggered s- over. seen a toaster in the Tried hallway. to take the pulse of somebody, and then she revealed herself as being there. Yep. <laughs> um, How about he tripped into running into Dean? There you go. <laughs> um, they haven't seen each other in like two weeks, and Dee's a little mad about—not just mad about that, but she's mad about the entire situation because they're kind of on opposing sides with the president and the Adama. Adama. Yeah, the Adama, the Adama, <laughs> the one and only. 
she says you were too busy helping the president spark the mutiny on my ship and you know yeah and now adama is in critical condition and it's bad it's all right. bad yeah she, bad times uh, sorry i'm gonna not break that again you're not breaking it you want it closer kind of okay okay <laughs> so they leave in a sad sorry my computer was about to make a very loud noise and i turned it off just in time oh that reminds me i should put things on do not disturb see uh, how helpful you are yeah i'm so helpful this is the most i've talked in a while now i'm gonna start coughing again <clears throat> so the okay d and billy leave things unresolved she's upset etc yeah the Viper pilots are getting back from their battle. Their battle outside where they jumped away from the Cylons, correct? Or they just Yes, they yes. had they had jumped back to what's the name of the planet? Cobalt. Thank you. I was gonna say Mordor. And <laughs> <laughs> they had jumped back to Cobalt with networked computers to be able to recalculate because the rest of the fleet didn't have the updated jump coordinates. Right. So they had to calculate the old jump coordinates because nobody backs up in the past. Nope. <sighs> My goodness. Because <coughs> this happens a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, of course, right? <laughs> and um, during that battle, they had the Vipers out to try to what? Deter Yes, they're like distracting them for a while so they could have time to finish the calculation finish and do the no calculations, jump. do a jump. So, but however, when they did jump away, one of the uh, Mahuzits yeah. made it in there. Yeah, a one a different one we haven't seen yet. Probably a transport. Yeah, crashed, and Raider. at the very end of the movie, or the movie, <laughs> <laughs> the very end of the episode, we saw a Cylon. Whatever they call it, the toaster the toasters, style. The centurions. The centurion. One of the centurions walk out of the wreckage. Yes, so that's where we we're picking up. Sorry, it's been a while. Um, and so yeah, the Viper pilots have all returned from their mission. They're all celebrating because you know it was mm-hmm. successful from their perspective. Mm-hmm. However, the electricity starts to flicker all throughout the ship. Yep. Which means, and Gata, Lieutenant Gata Somebody says, "Somebody didn't pay the electric bill." Yeah. Dang it. <sighs> and and. Uh, Cobalt lead is cutting them off. <laughs> <laughs> but he says that they copied, they made a copy of the virus and it's like messing up all of their power systems and whatnot. That's what Gata says. Somebody so then, clicked on the clickbait? Yeah, someone clicked on the Pornhub ad. And now, and now they have, uh-huh. now they have uh, adware or <laughs> malware virus, uh-huh. in, in their systems. Dang it, Ty. Hold on. <laughs> wow. Just call them out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he tell you something at that dinner that one time yep it was me the whole time <laughs> it was me <laughs> the emergency power is going on um because the, it's knocking out a lot of their systems but really they've been boarded by the cylons right which they don't know about yet uh the virus pilots so wait are- do you think are you saying this because you think maybe the centurions are messing with the systems? Or do you think... No, because it has to be a virus. Yeah, I think it was the virus. I think it's all part of the plan. Okay. Right. I think it was a virus and then it was them coming in at the same time. Right. So it was timed. Mm-hmm. Because the centurions had a plan. <coughs> um, <laughs> That's how the show starts. They had a plan. 
Damn it. That's true. The, the pilots are joking around about the battle as they walk down these hallways. And then they walk right into a toaster. And it goes, ping, and here's some toast. <laughs> and it was burnt. <laughs> Worst toaster ever. That's what you get when you don't spend the money on a good toaster. Um, but really, it was a centurion who has claws or something. Mm-hmm. And then, not white claws, regular claws. <laughs> just want to clarify <laughs> for everyone. Darn. <laughs> he did not go, hey guys, ready to party. <laughs> we didn't get the party centurion. <laughs> We got the one that's like a tiger. Uh-huh. It's like, wow. Yeah, and then he swipes at the f- guy in front and slashes his body, and there's blood splatter everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then everyone starts freaking out, and they're shooting and running away as the toasters chase them. Lee is just covered in blood and trying to shoot one once he's been cornered, um, but he's run out of ammo. And then another soldier appears from behind and blasts its head with an explosive round, and the yep. toaster goes down. Yep. Never to make bad toast again <laughs> or not offer white claw party drink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of white claws last night, so it's on my brain. I bet. <laughs> There's no law with the claw. There's no law with the claw? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> That's great. <clears throat> Gata's trying to get the message out to the fleet that, or to the Galactica, at least that the Cylons are on board, but... Um, they start jamming the, the signal so they can't even talk to people. <laughs> Billy is visiting Rosalind in her cell, and then they start hearing gunfire. Mm-hmm. So Rosalind... So they had to cut short the conjugal visit. Ew. That's like her assistant. He's like a bait. He's in love with D. Hey, you just said it's like her assistant. Like, that never happens. Okay. I really, yes. So, yes. True. The sound people didn't hear was my eyes opening up and the look of, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But not them. (laughs) Rosalind loves Adama and he loves D in my brain. So, Rosalind loves Adama who loves D. No. (laughs) Billy loves D. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, there's nothing going on there. Don't make it untoward. Okay, I won't. I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> you're laughing though so i am laughing it's a win-win because <laughs> i was not expecting that <laughs> and i'm also offended but in a funny way <laughs> I'm, I'm humorly offended <laughs> Rosalind demands the soldier guy that's guarding her open the door because she's not going to be a sitting duck basically I believe she said, I'm not going to die like a dog in a cage. Okay. Did she say dog in a cage? Probably. She said something I in a cage. I couldn't remember animal Chicken related. in a cage? It was an animal. Yeah. Was it chicken in a cage? Duck? Cow? I don't know. Possum? <laughs> I'm not going to die like a screaming possum in a cage. <laughs> I'm not going to die like a screaming goat in a cage. <laughs> ah! <laughs> So they maybe he, she just said animal in a cage. Yeah, who knows? She probably did. She probably didn't put a name to it. Yeah, maybe they weren't sure what animals they had back then. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't dive like a poro in a cage. <coughs> what were the ones on Luke's? Luke's um, Tauntaun? No, not that one. On the new movie where they had to cover up. The, oh, the boob one. I don't remember what the name. The was. boob one. <laughs> The porgs? The pork. Thank you. I'm not going to die like a pork in a cage. <laughs> not the milk one. <laughs> it's 
good because you're wearing clothes. <laughs> Are you lactating? Oh God, Poro. Uh, so right, Poro. Porg. Porg. Poros from League of Legends. I apologize. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Golly, you're such a nerd. <laughs> I can't say anything. I was like deep into Final Fantasy VIII when you're you arrived. A, you're such a you're such a nerd, Brad. <laughs> Why are you? Why are you gotta be? I heard so someone nerdy? talking like that for real the other day, like on the street. Did they have braces? I don't remember. I'm assuming that's the sound of them slurping the no, they excess moisture in their like, mouth. They were just talking like that. Invisalines. Never mind. Let's move on. Retainer. Must uh, be a retainer. So the guy opens the door for Rosalind, and then they, then they see their door about to be open. The cell door, or not the cell, the prison. Brig. Brig. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes, you the can, call, you can call me Brad. I mean, um, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, here we go, we're gonna die." But then it's Lee and the pilots and the other soldiers. Mm-hmm. So Lee says they got to take Rosalind to the sick bay because it's meant to function as a disaster shelter, and then he's gonna take everyone else and go get explosive rounds because that's the only way they can kill the Centurions. Because mm-hmm. they're made out of metal. It's true. Pretty funny how metal things are armor like. Yeah. Also, I separated this by three, the three different planets, so we're just going to... We're just going to stick on Galactica until we're done with Galactica, mm-hmm. and then go to... Go to Cobol. And then go to... Silent Occupied Caprica. Okay. Just FYI. Perfect. I love it. I, I really was wondering, liked... I was wondering how you were going to do this Yeah, one. there's just too much back and forth that I think it's easier to just make them both co- all yeah, three none of them stories. None of them really alternate. Yeah, so. they're three different stories that so are happening. That way. All right. Cool. I really liked the Silent Occupied Caprica one this time. Mm-hmm. So much Something happened. Something it wasn't did. a minute long. <laughs> uh, so Ty, Colonel Ty sees that they're going, that the Centurions are going to the auxiliary control and the damage control because they want to shoot the crew into space and then turn the guns on the rest of the fleet and just wipe everyone right. out. So That's this must plan. be something that he saw in the original Cylon War or yes. read about it if he's not old enough to have been in the original um, Cylon I have War. A, I have a fun fact about that. I'll just say it now because cool. we're in there. In, in one, uh, there's a flashback where Ty, that gives Ty the idea that the Centurions plan on venting the airlocks, and that's what, how, that was to be how he recognized the strategy. And that hit the cutting room floor? Yep. Okay. They're making their way through the halls, walking fast, dead bodies fast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't know you were a poet. <laughs> Cylons are coming. Walking fast, dead bodies passed. I love it. I was just thinking of that song because we heard it so many times. Or we all sang it on Friday. That's in a song? Yeah. Making my way downtown, walking fast. Oh. But, <laughs> but you changed the... You did that word you told me about that one day. <laughs> I changed the lyrics. I like it. To fit my own narrative here. It's really funny that that word came up on your word of the day calendar. Like the day after I was doing it, now neither of us remember what that word I is. We'll never remember. But it was a word that means people you... that change lyrics because they really don't know to other words. Exactly. Which I do all the time. <laughs> just because I don't know the real words. Yeah. So they make it to the armory, and here's a fun, uh, there was a subtitle error. Really? Yeah, because Kat says Apollo, but the subtitle said Hilo. <laughs> I was like, mm, it's not mm, the right person. No, this one is It much, said Kilo? Question mark? But she said Apollo? Question mark? Mm-hmm. This one was cuter, though. 
Apollo's cuter than Hilo. The I point think they're I'm both making. Cute. Well, I'm just you don't like Hilo much. You said I love Hilo. Is it Hilo you like? I like Hilo. I th- you just thought he was. You think he's boring on Cylon occupied Caprica. He's boring until now. I like him now. I okay. think he's pretty boring in season one because he's not really doing anything. Right. But I love him, and he's also a main character on Dollhouse, so I love him because of that. Also. Yeah, I need to watch that show. And I met him. So. Oh, so. Once you meet somebody, they'd instantly become cuter. <laughs> I see how it works. Out. Yeah, that's why. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have very few explosive rounds, unfortunately. Yeah, what, like six? Yeah. So they kind of dish them out between people. Everybody gets one shot, except for <laughs> Apollo. I'm sorry, Hilo. I mean Apollo. <laughs> who will take the reload. Yes. Because he's the most senior... Um, under arrest officer in the group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's treason. all a big mess. Yeah. So the two part. Oh, nope. Nope. Jumped ahead. So both of the groups are passing a lot of dead bodies. Um, Billy <laughs> on the way to. <laughs> I'm just. He's thinking of my song. No. I'm just wondering if the Cylons that walked down that hall were like chanting to themselves, "Let the bodies hit the floor." <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. And the bodies in the floor. <laughs> yep, that's how that's how they do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the funniest guy I know. You're so funny. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Team Roslyn, which includes Billy and the soldier and Roslyn. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the hallway where they had the remembrances hung up at the one point? Because it kind of looked like it. Potentially, I wasn't really paying attention to the hallway details. It looked like a hallway that the remembrances were in, okay. but I don't think I saw any remembrances. I I don't think it is significant okay. at all. All right. To the what's actually happening in the show. Mm-hmm. What is significant is this hallway is going to mean there's a big drop in numbers next season. Next yeah, episode. good grief. Now uh, that they open up the show with how many survivors mm-hmm. there are. They find a bloody in shock D in the hallway. She's just, she was clearly caught in the crossfire and survived whatever happened in the hallway. She says like she forgot something and had to go back to her bunk and she's just kind of babbling. Mm-hmm. She won't answer her name as Billy's trying to like get her to snap out of it so Rosalind suggests using her rank right which she eventually answers to yep how the training works Stephanie yep she comes back to the present and she is very glad to see Billy of course she is he's a dreamboat (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's good to forget that you went to the bathroom and head back to the bunk to make a poop I'm just saying you could save your life one day (laughs) and she came (laughs) back so ominously she stopped breathing several minutes ago. That was her line, right? What? What are you talking they about? They were checking the pulse of somebody, and then they heard from behind them, she stopped breathing several minutes ago. Because the person they were checking the pulse of was dead. Mm. And then it revealed that it's D, and not the caring centurion that they thought it was. I'm <laughs> so confused. I don't know what part you're talking about. it was a bad joke. How D came out to be in the room. Hallway. They just found her. She just was there. Right, but they found her because she said something. They were checking the pulse on somebody. Yeah. And Dee said she stopped breathing oh, several minutes okay. ago. I forgot. I didn't. I don't remember that part. And they turned around and they screamed. 
pointing guns at her. And then they realized it was D. Oh, uh, okay. I skipped over the extraneous details. And then Deanna, or whatever, what's her, what, what was Billy calling her? He wasn't calling her D. He calls her D. Was he saying D? He was saying D. Okay. And then he said, Petty Officer Duala. And then she's like, huh? And then you get to see those <coughs> beautiful eyes she has. <laughs> yeah, she's very pretty. So they can't get through to the sick bay through this way because there's gunfire up ahead. Right. And Apollo said, walk away from the gunfire. Yes. And so. Which was another fun line I liked. Yeah. Because then Rosalind's like, well, what are you guys going to do? Well, we're, we're going to walk toward the gunfire. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I keep interrupting you. I'm just remembering all the fun little quotes. You can I interrupt heard. me. It's fine. I'm I just didn't really write down off. any quotes except for uh, Starbuck related ones. So. And Hilo. <laughs> that was just funny. <laughs> and I was subtitle. like, what? Subtitle. I was just very confused. I was like, well, who's saying Hilo right now? I don't know. And I didn't and hear anyone. And why is Jimbo in this episode? <laughs> Where's Jimbo? <laughs> uh, okay, so they're making their way through the ship with their different plans. Billy puts his gun in his pants and Dee says, okay, if you're going to keep it in your trousers like that, you might want to turn the safety on. Oh, smart. So sh- he doesn't shoot his dick off. <laughs> uh, you mean his willy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> once again, they're... And once again, their path to the sick bay is blocked. So they say they can go through the aft damage control. However, that's exactly where the other party is heading because that's where the Cylons are heading. Because of an earlier visit to the CIC yes. where they figured out where they were going. Yes, where they were figured out where all the plans were. And their path this time was blocked because the uh, hallway that they were going to use was decompressed on the other side of that yes. door. Yes, yes, correct. It amazes me, though, that that guy tried really hard to open that door and being like, I don't know why it won't open, to then being like, oh, well, this gauge here on the wall that was here the whole time says it's decompressed. Yeah, that officer that's guiding them isn't the smartest cookie. <laughs> Because he's just the warden. Yeah. <coughs> Silly wardens. So Lee and his group are Team Lee, Team Apollo. I like it. They're ready with their explosive rounds. They're waiting in front of the aft damage control for the Cylons to appear. Mm-hmm. They can hear their footsteps. Meanwhile, Team Roslyn are around the corner, literally. Mm-hmm. And they see, they see the Cylons pass by them. And then they're like, oh, shit. And so they start to run away. And then and luckily, Billy had already pulled the gun out of his pants. Yes. <clears throat> before, he, before he fired it. Before he accidentally fired it, <laughs> alerting the two, the two toasters to where they are. And then they open fire on them, and everyone dives out of the way. Uh-huh. And then Lee's team starts shooting at them from the back because they're facing away from them now. And yeah, then the did. toasters turn around and start shooting back at Lee's team. A couple of the NPCs get killed. We don't care about them. The main characters survive. It's fine. <laughs> and then a yellow question mark shows up over their body. <laughs> so you can loot them. Uh-huh, exactly. Uh, a toaster like jumps up to attack Lee, and then he hits it and blows it up above them with his explosive round. Yep. And then it you know, shatters around them. And then D takes the gun from Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> And then Rosalind did not get shot, but she has holes in her blazer Uh of gunfire, from gunfire. So which one of them was an alien? (laughs) And the warden guy is like, oh, 
the gods really must be protecting you or something like that. No, just one of them's an alien. They put their hand on her and healed her. And now she has a glowing handprint for a few days. <laughs> we all know this. We've all watched Roswell, right? I mean. No. You've never watched Roswell? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm sorry. I just spoiled something for you. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. It's fine. Just never. I think it was on at the same time as something else that I really liked, so I don't think I ever watched it. I didn't watch it live. Mm. I watched it post-live when I found out about the show. Mm. And I think I really watched it more because I came across an article about how the show was going to get canceled, even though it, you know, the usual story. Mm-hmm. Even though it has lots of fan love. Critically acclaimed, a lot of loyal fans. And then they kept it alive by sending lots of Oh, yeah, lots I know of, about that. Yeah. Tabasco sauce to mm-hmm. the studio. Lots and lots. I don't lots think it was an article. Lots. I actually think it was a... I was watching some show, and they interviewed the guys that were involved with it, like a show about shows that were canceled. It was probably around the time I found out about... Uh, um, Firefly? You know, yes, thank you. I was probably really interested in shows, because of that, I was probably really interested in shows that also got canceled due to poor advertisement or <laughs> lack of support from their network. Yeah. So, they killed the toasters. Yay. No more toast for anyone. No. <laughs> uh, Somebody put a bagel that was too big in the toaster and broke it. Uh, D is in the sick bay now because well, they finally made it to the sick bay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it only took a little while. Uh, but yeah, she like clearly had a concussion from whatever happened to her since she was so out of it. Um, I just want to say the route they obviously took is really weird. Yeah. In order to get to the sick bay, which I'm assuming is somewhere in the middle of the ship if it's supposed to be like a fallout shelter. Mm-hmm. Why were they near aft control? <laughs> which is, know. I'm assuming, at the butt of the ship. I don't know. I didn't design the Galactica or the route. Blame the warden guy. Okay. He's the one that was leading them. Yep. Because Rosalind being like, this is your ship, dude. Tell us where to go. And he'd be like, oh, let's go here. She did say dude, didn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Word for word. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Billy goes to visit Dee. Mm-hmm. And she holds her hand out to him. And she says, forget what I said. Listen to what I'm saying now. And then she pulls him down for a kiss. Oh. And then he's like, I don't think I heard you. Can you repeat that? <laughs> and then they smooch again. Well, no. And even. she closes the She tells him to, close, tells the him to close the curtains. Yeah. And then they smooch it up. We assume they smooch. Maybe more. Could be more. <laughs> Let could, her rest, Billy. Could be like that time on Bachelorette and the windmill. Oh, the windmill. Three <laughs> times. Four. Four? Yeah. Four times. Mm-hmm. Four times in the sick bay. Yep, they kissed four times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just really, really long kisses. Yeah, the longest. And he's like, I really like what you're doing with your tongue. And she's like, yeah, I know. Another callback to some movie or show. Uh, no, the island. Uh, <laughs> that tongue thing's amazing. Yes. Shut up and kiss me. Uh, Doc Cottle is finally on his way. I feel like he's been on his way for like a month. It's been like three episodes. (laughs) 
He's been on his way since Adama got shot. Uh, which was the end of season one. Yeah. And we're on, se- we're on episode two, season so two. So it's been at least six months. <laughs> Maybe three, four. It takes a while to you know, get on a ship, fly it over, uh-huh. park it, yep. get out of the ship, right. find your way through. You probably have to go through aft damage control. <laughs> It's true. Go through some other portals. Well, Who he knows? was like light years away from the fleet yeah. because <laughs> as soon as they jumped, he's like, I got to get over to Galactica. And they started flying randomly in one direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> Ty is still salty about the mutiny. Mm-hmm. You know, that's understandable because it literally just happened like a couple hours ago. True. But it does feel like it's been a month. <laughs> and that's does. why I'm like, oh, yeah, all of these things literally just happened. Yeah, they're just happening one after another. <laughs> Um, Rosalind goes back to her cell because, you know, she mutinied. Mm-hmm. And Colonel Ty tells Lee that he's not fit to wear his uniform. And Lee shoots back that neither is he. And he says that when Adama wakes up, he can decide what to do with them. Right. Because it's not their ship. No, nope, it's Adama's He goes, ship. it's not my ship. <laughs> he's like, it sure as hell ain't your ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the frack are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, the look he made would would make me believe that he kind of half agrees with him. Yeah, no, that he, he does. doesn't feel he's he doesn't fit. want to be in charge. He's he had that whole that stress. Uniform. Was it last episode when he? Yeah, he was just so stressed out the whole time because he was leading, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And then we had the flashbacks with the hair. That's right. Yep. <laughs> the hair flashbacks. <laughs> the flashbacks with more hair. The flash. The hairbacks. The hairbacks. <laughs> uh, we're going to travel now to Cobol. <laughs> you thought we were done no we're not done we've got two more planets to go to so Gaius is a sleepy boy on the ground <laughs> Gaius the sleepy boy <laughs> is resting in the wafting waves of grass uh huh and then with ships. a stone pillow <laughs> to prop his head upon. <laughs> On his cheek, he has a bloodied bandage. <laughs> yes, set the scene. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and there's a bunch of ships, raptors flying overhead, and Adama is there. Mm-hmm. He comes and helps helps guys to his feet. And then magically, there's a waddle in his arms. Yeah, guys has a baby in his arms. And Adama asks if he can hold it. And he says, he looks at it for a long time and he says, is this the shape of things to come? And then the baby answers back. How can I help you, Adama? (laughs) I can't open these starboard blasting doors. (laughs) I am sorry. (laughs) The monolith (laughs) must be untouched. Hal, oh, from a Space Odyssey. Yes, yes. Out <laughs> of Space Odyssey, two thousand one. Do you remember when that happened, right? In two thousand one. Mm-hmm. When we sent out that deep reconnaissance ship and it never came back. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Gaia says, "Yeah, obviously." So he takes. So Adama takes the baby away, and Gaius chases after him because he doesn't know what he's doing. And then he goes into the water, and he just kind of like sets it in there and it just disappears it did mm-hmm. he it drowned did. it he drowned it yes um gaius wakes up in a panic with his head on head six's lap 
Mm-hmm. He's obviously terrified of the dream and of Cobalt because there's just skulls and death everywhere. So he does not think it is quite the paradise that they were hoping it would be. That the story said it was. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Making a tongue out face. Doing a <laughs> Egyptian. She was walk like an Egyptian yeah. with her tongue out. Mm. Yep. So. <clears throat> yes. Chief and Callie are still. I like forgot what they were doing. And I was like, why? Where, why are they separated? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they went to go find the med kit for their mm-hmm. dying comrade. And right. then their other comrade got shot in by mm-hmm. toasters. Right. And they're still making their way back to They're camp. still making their way back. And they're both exhausted. And Chief feels bad about their friend getting shot. But mm-hmm. he's like not talking. So Callie's getting frustrated. And oh, also the subtitle said Kelly. Kelly. Okay. Her name is Callie, C-A-L-L-Y. It's not Kelly. Not Kelly. Who's Kelly? I don't know who Kelly is. Maybe Jimbo's friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Subtitles are fun. (laughs) I should maybe turn them on. I told you. That's why. That's part of the fun, man. (laughs) I see them at the gym Uh with news, and they just sometimes will end in nonsense. Well, yeah, like. The the subtitles that are, ha- like, closed captions that are happening when you're watching a live show is way different than, like, subtitles on a show that's been established. Yes. They're usually much more correct, but... Subtitles. Subtitles. Not captions. But they are, I mean, they're basically the same thing on the sh- on if you're watching a show that exists already. hmm Anyway, she's mad, and she says, talk to me, you mother fracker. And then they both start giggling because they're just... She swore. hmm It's like the first time they ever heard it. She's a little baby. Not really. Uh, We know she's not a baby. We've already seen an episode where she was a BA. I know, it's true. Bit off a dude's ear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she did. I remember these things. Good job, Callie. They laugh about that, and then they kind of come back to themselves with renewed energy to bring the med kit back to their friend. Go, 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 go. comrade. Yep. Gaius returns to the group, saying he's got a bad feeling about this place, because apparently he's Han Solo now. Um. (laughs) Luckily, he doesn't have a blaster. (laughs) And then Chief and Callie also come back with the med kit, but the other lady, I didn't know what her name was, so I just kept writing other lady. Okay. Sorry, other lady. I'm sure you're. They didn't. It wasn't in the subtitles. The medic, the medic lady. Medic. She says that he's not going to make it, even with the additional medicine. And Chief is super mad because obviously they went all the way back there to get the medicine for him, and then lost someone on the process. So that's bullshit. So she's going to give him the medicine. So she's gonna. So yeah, but she's like, it doesn't matter. He's going to die either way. So they can either give him this medicine and then watch him slowly die. Or they can give him two different shots of morphine. I think they called it like morph or something, but it's morphine. Morpho, yeah. I think it's morphine. It's probably morphine. To yeah. put him out of his misery. Um. So th- So so like getting the the med kit was not for nothing because they could use the extra shot right. to put him to to euthanize him. Yeah. So chief decides. I to... really enjoyed how this conversation wasn't held over him at all. <laughs> he was too out of it to notice. It's fine. <laughs> Like he was right there. I know. It's like, but he was—he did the same thing where he was just out of it until Chief said his name. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it just 
I was kind of waiting for one of those funny moments, you know, like you see in comedy shows where they're like, you know, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He he half did already. Yeah. So Chief decides to do it himself because he's his superior officer. His dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his squad, I guess. He's his boss. Godfather. No. I got a job for you. <laughs> He gets his attention and he says that, hey, you know, the rescue party's here. We're going to go home. Like, you're going to go home now. And then he injects him with the morpho. Yep. And then he dies. It's well, very he goes sad. To, he goes to sleep. But he dies. I'm sure he dies shortly thereafter. Yeah. And then he dies. Yes. <laughs> Good times on Cobal. Oh, the best times. I wonder if Silent Occupied Caprica is any better. Oh, we're done mm-hmm. on COBOL? That's all that happened? That's all that happened on COBOL. Okay. Well, let's find out. <laughs> Hilo. Oh, I need to do I'm sorry. What? Yeah, we're traveling to a different planet now. Let's go. Now to the icy tundra of nuclear blasted. Icy? Well, there's nuclear winter now. So I'm, I'm, going to, I'm trying to imply that nuclear winter is going to happen. But it was all hot and sweaty. But 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 it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna, as the dust and stuff blocks the sunlight, okay. eventually glaciers are gonna form and it's gonna become an icy okay. tundra. Okay. And right now they're just warm because of all of the radiation. Radiation <laughs> keeping them warm. Keeping it warm and orange. Yeah. So Hilo and Starbuck are walking through the streets. <laughs> I didn't make a song about this part. Walking down an alley <sighs> next to what appears to be a parking structure on a hill. Mm-hmm. She's still kind of teasing him about dating Sharon, but he's sick of it. And he's like, she seemed so real. She had the same grin, the same laugh, all the little things that made her Sharon. And she really liked me a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. Yeah. You know, no one's had sex, so we can't see if anyone else's spine has glowed. It's been a while. <laughs> you really like that spiny glow thing? No, but we were going to see if it was more people did it. Oh. Remember? that We were going to watch out for it. Her spine glue? Yes, I know. Oh, you're saying, okay, I see. I'm saying other people. Having sex. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a big reveal that I'm sure they would. Yeah, I know. We've already, no, we haven't, have we? Mm-mm. Okay. It's only Sharon and Six so far, I think. And and Leoben and the curator. Leoben had sex? Oh, no, I was going to say we already know who all the Cylons are, but we don't. We've only seen four models. Yes, correct. And we know that we know supposedly there's 12. Yes, correct. Because somebody sent a space fax saying there's 12 <laughs> models. <laughs> Darn those space faxes. <laughs> Opt out, please dial. (laughs) (laughs) Was at the bottom. Uh (laughs) These fracking space (laughs) fractures. I'm calling them now. One five five five. Cylon occupied Caprica. Opt out. That's a long phone number. It's the past. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'd like to be taken off your space fax list. I don't care that there's 12 models. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hilo says he fell in love with the machine, so call me an idiot and let's be done with it. And Starbucks says, you're an idiot. <laughs> she says, but also the silence have a way of making us all look like idiots. So hmm. whatever. So she's siding with him a little? Mm-hmm. That's nice. I think she's, she she's, sees what he's gone through and she feels bad. She's like pissed off because bitch took her ride. Yep. Um, but <laughs> She did say that. She did say that. Um, but she's just like, well, you know, what can she do? And he's been there for months alone, basically. He didn't know he was working with a Cylon, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just too bad. Didn't know he I think she gets it. Had relations with a Cylon. Yeah, he didn't know until, like, right before Starbuck arrived. That this Cylon is probably carrying their android child. Yep. Yep. Not android. Half human, half Cylon. Cyborg, cyborg child. <laughs> Kara decides that she's going to make a pit stop to her apartment while they're there. <laughs> And she shoots the door open because, you know, you never have your house keys when you need them. Yep, it's true. And her apartment is filled with paintings. There's like a rainbow swirl on the wall. And mm-hmm. there's just, I don't know, I really like the look of her apartment. It was a cool set. Mm-hmm. A lot of empty pizza boxes. Yeah, very Starbucks. <laughs> it was like exactly what I would, minus the painting stuff, it was like exactly what I would picture for Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was a painter. I just thought she was a slob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. Hilo opens the fridge and realizes that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I think the lack of power. Yeah, come on, Should have been the uh, that... first <laughs> not a indication great idea. not to open the icebox. <laughs> yeah. And then Kara turns the radio on because she has batteries and she can do that. And she closes her eyes as she listens to this nice classical tune. Of her... Father playing piano. I was just wondering if you're going to gloss over that or not. I had it in my fun facts. Okay. She said it right then. She did there. say it, but I had like more details okay. later on. Um, she takes her coat off, or her Galactica coat, I guess, and puts on a paint-covered leather jacket. Mm-hmm. It seems like kind of the adrenaline has run out of both of them, and they're both kind of like exhausted. Um, but she lights up a cigar and she kind of reminisces a little bit about her apartment. And she says, you know, she didn't really care. But she didn't miss any of her things while she was there, while she was on Galactica. And she's like, everybody, everyone is fighting to get back what they had. But I'm fighting because I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Why didn't she like her apartment, Stephanie? I don't remember. Because in the summer, the AC oh, didn't yeah. work. In the winter, the heater he didn't, didn't work. work. Yeah. The rent was outrageous. Yes. Or a criminal. Criminal, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Chicago. Oh, you don't say. Or, or New York. <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles. Los name, Angeles. Seattle, name a city. <laughs> yep, name any big metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of criminal stuff. But then Kara finds her keys in her jacket, and she says, oh, are you sick of walking now? Or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And then they go hop in her truck and drive away. Which was an H1 Hummer. <laughs> I, for some reason, I had the feeling that that was like her dad's military jacket. Oh, for sure. 100%. That she would paint in. Yes. To remember him. Because yes. I'm assuming he passed. That's why she put it on and she was all like snuggled up yeah. in it and sad looking. I think she went back for the jacket. Yeah. And maybe the recording of him playing piano. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. The and end. she knew she probably had a box of cigars there. Yeah, she wanted probably, a cigar. She's probably been without cigars for a while. 
mm-hmm. and she knew exactly where that lighter and the couch cushions was. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed, man. The end. Yay! Well, now we know you have fun facts because you've referenced, referenced them several times. So yeah. hit us up on some fun facts. Uh, the feet. The feet. <laughs> what about the feet? I don't remember any feet scenes. <laughs> the fleet. <laughs> Is there some sort of foot fetish scene that hit the cutting floor? No. Okay. The fleet population is 47,874, which is one less than the previous episode. Because (laughs) prior to the opening credits, that Cylon with his claws killed Flyboy. Yep. And uh, did not make a party. He did not have a party. Let's just say that that number should be a lot less the next time. It'll be, yeah, (laughs) 47874. Yeah, let's see how it changes. Mm. Uh, The. The song that Starbuck plays and tributes to her father is Metamorphosis 5 from Philip Glass's album, Solo Piano. Mm-hmm. The challenge and response used by the party on Cobol is Flash and Thunder, which is the same challenge response the pair used during the Allied invasion of France in World War II. Oh, that's cool. The title of the episode, which is Valley of Darkness, is a Bible quote from Ezekiel 25, 17, which... We all know from Pulp Fiction, probably. Mm-hmm. During the teaser, which is before the credits, um, just before Flyboy has his ill-fated run-in with the Centurion where he does not get any delicious beverages, someone else exclaims, Jesus, in reaction to seeing the Cylon, which would be the second time a Jesus was ad-libbed in, in the series. The first time being Colonel Ty accidentally said it in the miniseries. Okay. Because Jesus doesn't exist. Maybe. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's some saint that they don't know. <laughs> they say something else. I can't remember. My gods. Yes, that's what they do. My gods. <laughs> uh, Hilo reveals to Kara that the Cylons recovered the bodies of all the people that blew up in the attack, the nuclear attack, and brought them to cremation centers. Hence, the lack of bodies littering the streets. Mm-hmm. So they got some Roomba Centurions. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Any DJ Roombas? <laughs> he would go with the party claw. Okay. The party Centurion. Get out there. Uh, Get out there, street sweeper Centurion. <laughs> Clean up those streets. Uh, Katie Sackoff played a large role in planning the look and feel of Starbucks apartment. Mm-hmm. And she and Tamo Pennicut, who plays Hilo, did much of the painting on the walls, as well as the canvases strewn about the room. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. I thought that was a very fun fact. That's extremely fun. <laughs> I like that <laughs> me one. Me too. It makes me happy in a weird way. Did they get extra money for that? Because now know. technically they're on set design as well. It's true. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in the German broadcast redubbing of Callie's Talk to Me, You Mother Fracker line, Mother Fracker was replaced with Bloder Arsch, which I don't know if I said that right, which translates as stupid ass. <laughs> okay. The real world equivalent of this curse word doesn't exist in German. Mother Fracker doesn't exist in German. Doesn't even exist in English. Yeah. And a direct. Tra- well, I mean, it's basically a motherfucker. I'm, I- no way. <laughs> I thought you really didn't know. No, I'm And a direct translation into German would have sounded particularly obscene, so the line was changed, and therefore the joke is lost in translation. 
Uh-huh. That's my favorite movie. That the oh, the joke is lost in translation. <laughs> lost in translation. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Um, after... I haven't seen that one. I've seen Lost in Translation, but I haven't seen the joke is lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. After most of the shooting had concluded, um, the episode was viewed as too heavy. Um, Ronald D. Moore and executive producer David Icke responded by adding scenes between D and Billy before and after the crisis. Moore felt that these bookends provided better context for their relationship at the expense of a sense of urgency in the first few minutes of the episode. And the scene between uh, Chief and Callie and some extra time between Starbuck and Hilo were also added to lighten the mood. Okay. The scene where Baltar sees Adama drowning his and Six's baby was controversial because of its controversial because of its perceived brutality but they fought to keep it in the episode and ultimately the scene was shot and edited to minimize the screen presence of the drowning itself he said Ronald D. Moore acknowledged that the scene would disturb some viewers but enjoyed the way it advanced the show's mythos I mean they could have showed like the face of the baby as like a robot or Hal we don't. Mm, I wouldn't apply. I think I like not knowing what the baby looks like. Yeah, true. Um, so, so, I don't know what that guy's name was. Socinius, Socinus, Socinus, that guy that was dying. Okay. That guy on Chief's team that was dying. His death was controversial because of its emotional impact, but Ronald D. Moore considered it an important part of the episode. He had second thoughts about including it after learning that the actor who plays Chief, Aaron Douglas, had suffered a personal loss, but he just really embraced it and he really wanted to do those scenes. Aaron Douglas said, the scenes where someone dies in the Chief's arm, he doesn't even know his name, someone, (laughs) (laughs) are difficult to do because it took a really long time to shoot and you're constantly in a state of loss and sadness. It was very draining. Ronald D. Moore filmed a number of scenes between Ty and Apollo that were ultimately deleted, such as the flashback one that I said before. Mm -hmm. And um, another deleted scene has an exchange between Apollo and CIC where Ty tries to relieve Apollo of command. And in a third deleted scene, Head Six tells Baltar that only he will live to see Earth. Interesting. The end. Yay! So this is the part where uh, we learn of a certain character from Sesame Street's <laughs> favorite moment when Stephanie asks me, "What's our double count?" One, ha ha ha. That's true. Yeah. That was the count. Uh huh. Did I do good? <laughs> yeah, you did. Sorry, I hiccuped. Yep. Well, if you don't think I did good, you should send <laughs> us a tweet on Twitter. We are at C Double Pod. Use the hashtag seeing double podcast or seeing double. Sorry, forget the podcast part. That makes mm-hmm. it too long. Seeing double when tweeting about the show. You can email us suggestions, comments, I don't know, stories of, uh, you know, doubles you've seen that you wouldn't, we, we could share at, on Gmail at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Steph on all her socials at Steph plus verb. You can follow me, if you want, at Brad Barth. And is that it? Oh, please uh, rate, and review. rate or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so that uh, people can find the show if you like it. Spread the word. And I guess now I can say 
until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barr. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>